Secrets from a Coach. Thrive and maximise in the evolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green and Laura Thompson. Debs. Laura, you all right? Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, I'm not bad. Busy, busy week, but... Yeah, we're back to nearly Friday, right? We are back to nearly Friday. So I've had lots of conversations with people in all sorts of different situations this week. Um, And there do seem to be a couple of trends coming out. What are you picking up? What's the word on the street? How are people feeling? Yeah, yeah, the same thing, Law. This second lockdown for people has made them feel a little bit like wishing their time away. And struggling with the darkness and what that means for them. Um, And just running out of steam, I think, a little bit as well. They're sort of going, oh, here we go again. So it's a bit like Groundhog Day for some of them. And they're really struggling to um, think about how they can be their best self and make things happen. And it's just a bit of a chore is what we're getting at the moment from people. It's hard. Mm, I'm definitely picking up that vibe of tiredness, lethargic, those kind of little household maintenance, the machine is running out a little bit, people are running out of loo roll, it's Domino's pizza for tea on a Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) It just sort of all seems to, lethargic is a word that seems to have come up. And of course, the challenge that people have if they're running their own business or relying on sales and sales targets, particularly for next year, is if actually most organisations will be looking at you know, we've got to get get into the into twenty twenty one and really sort of make some stuff happen. Um, yeah, that's only five weeks away. <laughs> the yeah, start of a new year. Not far, is it, Law? No, no, and and I think uh, there's there's definitely a, a need to kind of maybe acknowledge where we're at and then have a think about what 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 does that mean in terms of having a healthy mindset and what are your thoughts around at the moment in terms of resilience? Yeah, I think people. Um, they understand resilience and how they can build their resilience. And, and so they you know sort of emerge stronger, wiser and more able to do stuff. So they get that. But there's this little bit of saying, but there's a there's a but to any questions that people are saying at the moment that whilst they get what they need to do to keep resilient and build their resilience, it's it, again, it comes back to that. Yeah, but yes, but how do I make that happen? Yes, but how do I you know, keep my routine going? Yes, but so we hear a lot of yes, butting going on quite a lot this week and last week. And and I've asked people to sort of reframe the move away from yes, but and go to yes. And so it gives them the choice and the option to go, oh, yeah. And it's a more positive approach rather than a yes, but, which is a negative judgment that whizzes them back down to the spiral of despair, maybe, is to go, yeah, and? So, and then the tone they say it and the way they say it lifts them to go, oh, yeah, and what could I do? How could I approach that differently? How can I convert that into something that's more of an opportunity for me to do something different? How can I mix it up a bit? Oh, okay, I've now got a bit of a plan. So it's just shifting it slightly um, to, to something that they can do. So rather than yes, but have a word with yes, and because it gives you more choice and option. Oh, that's really handy. I mean, one of the things that I think is, is is a challenge at the moment is for years, ever since the invention of smartphones, we've known limit your screen time, don't look at the, the news too much, et cetera, et cetera. And it's all very well in principle having that habit. But actually, what if your entire ability to trade – 
or your entire ability to go around your kind of everyday life is dependent on a news flash that comes through. That takes a pretty disciplined mindset to sort of think, oh, I think there's going to be something announced. I'll check in in my screen time window in five hours. <laughs> so it, it's it's kind of on the one hand, we know that we shouldn't be at the beck and call of lots of news updates. But actually, this year, we, we have been very much kind of yeah. led by what has then sort of come through. And what I've been kind of uh, listening that people have enjoyed when, when we sort of talked about it on sessions is, I think one of the key professional skills of 2020 and potentially for the decade ahead is how to keep the story straight in your head. And I know you've got some great sort of tools that we can share with that. But the story that I like to share that I picked up a number of years ago, and it's just one of those kind of small stories that carries quite a big lesson to it, really, which is two salespeople went to an undeveloped part of the world looking to sell their shoes. Oh, OK. Mona reports back, there's no opportunity to sell shoes. No one wears any shoes. And their Joy reports back going, there's loads of opportunity to sell shoes because no one wears shoes. And it's <laughs> such a little fun reminder of whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you know, the frame you put around a situation. Of course, your language is really key. So are there any other tips that you would share in terms of keeping the story straight in your head and that kind of clean language in terms of being able to keep as as, as clear in your head as possible when there's so much noise around at the moment? Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's that's such a great story anyway, um, Law. There's always opportunity, right, if we look for it. So having that positive mindset, that optimistic outlook that says, you know, what what is going on? What can I see? Where's the opportunity? And, and how can I embrace that and maybe go with it? So I'm doing something rather than no thing or nothing. And it's that bit that shifts your mindset to go, what is there out there that I can do? Um, and I think the story in your head can sometimes be really not the right story at all. Um, and we have to sort of stop and think about the story. Is, you know, is it the story that I want to be telling myself that's going to enable me to seek something else and to look for an opportunity to do something different? Um, and moving away from any assumptions you're making about yourself or your capability or other people even, so that you, the story, I always say it about people, it's like, what do you know for sure? And that sits within our gut. You know, so what do you know for sure? And if, if you don't know for sure, what will you do to go and find out? What will you do to make that call? What will you do differently? So again, you're doing something rather than nothing so that you're converting it uh, into an opportunity to do something different or learn something new. Um, and that gut feel, that's where, you know, that's where it sits. It's tuning into that as well, I think, can help people. You know, I like a little story because I think the power of a metaphor is it allows you to sort of call out stuff that you secretly knew you should yeah. be doing, but you kind of, it's a bit, life's too complicated to maybe see it in that moment. And uh, another little favourite story of mine that I've been wheeling out on the carousel. <laughs> <laughs> back. <laughs> oh, there we go with a little 2020 paint job on it. Um, and this story is something that was um, shared with me by someone whose wife was a dentist, so a business I used to work with. And uh, he, he said that his, his wife was a dentist and people used to say to her, oh, God, do I really need to floss my teeth? When she was saying, you know, you've got to look after your teeth and you've got to floss your teeth. And they were like, roll their eyes, as do I, and go, oh, do I really need to floss my teeth? And she would have this little comeback that would just immediately startle people into thinking, OK, I get it now. And she would say, well, no, of course you don't have to floss your teeth. Only if you, you know, you want to. But you only need to floss the teeth you want to keep. <laughs> and it's such a startling <laughs> reminder of whether that's the relationships, <laughs> 
the business, the um, the family responsibilities, um, yourself. Yeah. You, you only look after the things that actually you want to tend to. You know, the, the grass isn't greener over there. It's greener wherever you water it. So I think there's something quite powerful about, you know, that almost that the ritualistic the kind of the habits that we get into because of course no yeah. one's ever in the mood to floss their teeth it's the it's just why would you ever be in the mood to floss your teeth but that kind of resilience I guess is just a recognition of but if I start letting that slip what else might slip as a result yeah. and are there actually some of those very um securing habits that day to day, the rhythms and the patterns and the rituals, I guess, is that the expression? Yeah, definitely. For kind of yeah, keeping some ri- of that yeah. bigger stuff in check. So I don't know, if we were to use that kind of metaphor of teeth brushing, <laughs> we all know we should brush <laughs> our teeth it. first thing in the morning and last thing at night. What would be some things that you have observed over the years help people start the day well and pack the day down well? What would be your practical advice? Yeah, I, th- I think also that bit that, you know, your morning routine or ritual is so um, important and, and it's been lost a little bit. You know, I was talking to a group of people only yesterday about the fact that, you know, they, you know, they roll out of bed and they might get dressed or may not. Um, and then they will sit at their table and then work. Yeah. And I'm going, well, have you cleaned your teeth? Have you washed your hair? Have you done what you would normally do if you were going to work? So, you know, we one of the um, one of the people was talking about this mental commute. So using that time wisely before they even get into work. But that just getting up and having like cleaning your teeth, then I would use that as an opportunity to consciously then think about um, your day you know, what is it that you want to achieve by the end of the day? What is it that's on your to-do list that you've got to be doing? So as while you're standing there, you know, flossing and brushing and doing all that lovely stuff, um, it's actually then consciously thinking about the day ahead of you. Are you ready for it? You know, are you ready to move forward? Have you have you set yourself up for success? Um, you know, like we talked about that bit about putting your uniform on so you were ready to go, you know, and then shifting your mindset, whether it's through um, affirmations or just saying, yes, I've got this or whatever it might be for you that I, I can make a difference today or I'm going to make sure I connect with three people and celebrate the fact that we've achieved X, Y, Z, whatever it might be. Um, because then you'll never, you know, never underestimate the impact that you have on our on other people, I think. Um, but it's how you um, then, you know, show up, if you like, that enables people to to sort of recognise what you are doing. Um, so that morning routine, I think, is a great place to set up. And, you know, we heard Gailey yesterday talk about how she got out of bed like with that, like a bear with a sore head um, and got into a routine and did what she would normally do. And then she was ready to go. So so I think daily routines are really important. Um, and then closing the day down with that recognition or appreciation of what you had have actually done, even if you may not have done the things on your to-do list, you would have done something. So going back to that, you're doing something. None of us are doing nothing or no thing. So again, you know, you could use a gale at the end of the day, which is to, you know, recognize one thing you're grateful for, one thing you've achieved or accomplished, one thing you've improved upon, and one thing you've learned about your day. Um, and if you if you look hard enough, you'll find you will find an answer to all of those questions, which again links into that positive mindset that says, "Yeah, it doesn't matter if my day's been the worst day ever because I've I've, I've had a crazy customer on the phone or I've I have missed a call or whatever it might be." It's then 
go dig deep, go, you know, excavate and, and go a bit deeper and and then look for something. There will be something, but sometimes we have to just go deep in order to find it. But if we bother and can be asked to look within and go, yeah, there was something good that came out of today. And there is something I'm grateful about, which is the fact that I even got out of bed this morning. I'm grateful for that. You know, they're the things that there are times when we um, things like that come easy and we know exactly what we've, you know, accomplished, improved upon and learned and are grateful for. And other days could be harder. And therefore, that's when we have to, you know, dig deep, if you like, and challenge our thinking around it. Cool. Yeah. Um, Deb, you gave me a little three step routine the other day that um, when I um, shared that with a session I ran early this week, they loved it. And um, it was along that sort of mindset of you're there in the morning and rather than kind of in the shower going, oh, my God, another day. <laughs> How many biscuits did I eat yesterday? What, how am I going to beat my personal best today? So if that's your <laughs> mindset right at the start, I mean, that's not a winner's mindset, is it? <laughs> no one pays £9.99 for that from Audible to start the day well, do they? Um, so I, I kind of uh, I like that idea of it like a three step routine of, you know, get ready, get set go and and what I really liked that you shared tell us a bit about that the get ready is the so where am I at on a on a scale of one to ten um step two then was well what, what's my plan and my trick um, is to plan the day backwards so even if the thing that cheers you up is when you're going to end your day it means that rather than have the slowest cup of tea possible at 9am yeah. <laughs> you already have a pretty brisk cup of tea at 9am because you already yeah. know because you've planned backwards that in order to meet your 1630 or 1730 phones down deadline or whatever, yeah. in order to achieve that, you've got to start a bit prompt now. So I think that's a great way to trick your brain into feeling already a little bit more energised because it means you start the day already thinking about how you're going to feel at the end. So planning your day yeah. backwards. And then in terms of the uh, the go, the action, I think there's something really empowering about um, just doing something that gets you into that success mindset. Definitely. So um, if you're sort of building up to, I don't know, a big uh, deliverable, you got 11 o'clock that morning, whatever it may be, personal, domestic, professional life, whatever, um, uh, you know, kind of going from zero (laughs) to hero (laughs) might be a bit of a steep lurch. But if you start doing little things like how quickly can I pack away and tidy the kitchen? Can I do it in 6.2 minutes? How quickly (laughs) can I shower and get everything ready and get it all done? can I beat 5.5 minutes and ridiculous as it sounds what it does I think is I mean uh, our neurological friends I'm sure will give us some data on this is that it tricks your brain into thinking right this person needs more adrenaline and serotonin because they're obviously in achievement mode even though it's something ridiculous like ironing in super quick speed but I found it's a it's a way again to gamify getting energy because once you've then done one thing even though it's tiny it energy yes. begets energy doesn't it so actually you're sort of slowly clambering your way to a 10 to 11 going right I'm now in the mindset yeah. for that 11 o'clock task but it's yes. kind of these slow incremental things that give you a bit of a burst of energy but just back to that bit of um, the get ready bit with scale of one to ten yeah so um you blew my mind early this week tell me about that in terms of <laughs> noticing where you're at yeah so it's interesting so I've always done in my coach training and everything else. And you hear it if you, for anybody out there that has been coached or with a manager that has that ability to say, so tell me where you are on a scale of one to 10. So most people on the whole, some will go, I'm a 10. 
and you go, great, you know, what makes you a 10? And then they slowly go, oh, no, no, I'm not really. I might be an eight. And then other people who might not be feeling as good feel like they have to say, I'm a five. So they're right smack bang in the middle, which actually doesn't tell you anything, especially within coaching. It's good to know where somebody's at in that moment in time. But I, by, by mixing it up, I think, by saying, giving them a bit of a broader um, uh, scale, if you like, to look at, you're probably, and I know this from using it over the last couple of weeks, people are more honest as to where they really are. So if you say to somebody, you know, on a scale of minus or negative 10 to positive 10, where are you? And you watch, you, you, you watch people or you hear people just take that pause and go, oh, because they were expecting for you to ask them on a scale of one to 10, where are you? Whereas by asking them that question around on a scale of negative 10 to positive 10, where are you? And most people and all the people I've worked with so far when using this have gone, actually, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a plus two. I did it today with somebody I was coaching and she said, yeah, well, now you've put it that way. I am probably a negative nine. And it was like, wow, how do we move you up? the scale. And she went, actually, no, I'm thinking about it. I'm probably more of a negative two. And I went, okay, well, we're getting closer to the balance in the middle. And then by the end of the conversation, I said to her again, so let's check out, you know, where are you now on that scale of negative to positive? And she went, you know what? I'm now at a plus two. So that was a real honest conversation where she really tuned into what was going on for her because it really made her stop and think and go, wow, I'm a negative. I actually want to be a positive. And in that hour that we were coaching, she literally shifted her mindset through and we asked her some questions about her assumptions that she was making about what was going on, um, her thinking process around that. And using, if you like, a bit of flossing was to say, actually, that thought you've just had, that assumption you're making, ask yourself these three questions. Is that true? Is it logical or is it helpful to think that way? And I can guarantee that one of those will be an absolute no. That is either not helpful to think that way for me. It's definitely not a logical thought process at all. And absolutely, it's not really true. Okay, so once you've done that, you can then say, great, now what do you want to do? It goes back to, so what? So what are you going to do now? By just checking in with yourself and doing that. And yeah, she shifted in the hour and was now a plus two. Now, if I'd kept it to a scale of, you know, where are you on a scale of one to 10, there wouldn't have been any room for her to grow. And it wasn't a true reflection of where she is. So negative 10 to positive 10, give it a go and see where you put yourself every day and do it as a bit of a mini check in, um, because then you'll have a truer reflection of what's really going on for you inside. Yeah. Oh, that's just so handy, because, of course, it's such an act of empowerment, isn't it? When you're able to go, where am I actually at? And if it's a little bit more bland on a scale of one to ten, you sort of think about six or seven. But when you actually say out loud to yourself, actually, I think I'm a plus two. Oh, if that is quite a low measure for you, then that says that sort of immediately kicks a bit of energy to think I need to do something about that. Actually, that's that's yeah. not that's not where I want to be at or have as yeah. my kind of default kind of setting. And it creates that bit around. Oh my god! Now I've got to get in the moment. Now I've got to get that in that moment and then do something about it. Because I always say, do you want to stay there? Because if you do, great. If you don't, great. But it's up to you. It's your choice. Because you know, as you know, coaching isn't about telling it's a bore about well what do you want to do about it because I can't do it for them so it's then about getting into doing mode and and moving it forward in the way that you want to move it forward 
I love that metaphor about flossing. So, so if so, for listeners out there, if there's a bit of old beef hanging around, you need to kind of challenge it. <laughs> Get it out. Is it logical, <laughs> helpful, or true? <laughs> Me still, you know, t- roiling over that conversation mid-April. You know, kind of, at yeah. some point, you've got to shift and move on, haven't you? And yeah. part of that is then being able to kind of challenge that stuff. Um, so in the spirit of kind of practical advice, so um, I'm going to tell you what, Debs, I feel like I've had a trip to the mental hygienist. Boo-boom. Oh. So we've been talking about, <laughs> what, morning rituals, Evening rituals, how to frame a day, because, you know, there's either plenty of opportunity out there and there's space or there's plenty of existential terror out there because there's a void. <laughs> it's up to <laughs> us in terms of how we kind of frame it. But I guess what we've been talking about is um, everyday mindset maintenance, I guess. It's just, just the, yeah. the, the the rituals that help look after stuff. And whether it's 2020 and it's COVID-related change, actually, if, if this decade is likely to bring waves and waves of more change, this might be something that we have to think more consciously about than ever before, because I just still yes. think, Debs, the key professional skill for 2020 is how do I keep the story straight in my head, straight enough, therefore, to be able to have the capacity to do what I can to progress whatever the goal is or the ambition is forward? Yeah, um, definitely. So give us a give us a final practical tip. So if, if someone's out there thinking, what is the number one thing I could start or stop or continue doing, what would it be in terms of boosting that everyday mindset maintenance? Yeah, I think it's definitely set yourself up for success. So, you know, what does that look like even for you? If you just, if you know, people say, I want to be successful and I go, well, what does that mean? What does that mean for you? So being really clear, as you said, set the story straight in your head about what does success look like for you? Not for the comparing, comparing yourself to somebody else and what they're doing. It's about what is in it for you. Cause that then, you know, brings that um, joy into the work that you're doing. So it connects with your soul, as I like to call it. And I think that bit around making sure you take care of yourself first, be your own role role model, you know, do the things that you you say you're going to do and make sure you're doing them because then that's recognition and appreciation for yourself and self-care enables you to like just if you like impact and spread that magic around to other people that are working with you um and being part of uh, you know who you who you are and who you're being um and i think also start your day with the intent to be happy joyful positive productive i don't know sparkly shining um on it whatever it is actually set your intent at the beginning of the day to say I am going to be whatever it is you're going to be in that positive mindset with the positive intent to to make the right choices as you head through the day. Um, and if you need to use a gale in the moment, if you're if you sort of get sidetracked, then I would say use your gale, grateful, accomplished, improved, learned in that moment, because then that will get you back on track and then reset the story in your head, which is the one that you set out to achieve, first of all. Oh, I love it. Okay, so Debs, thank you for that. I feel like I've had a trip to the mental hygienist, as I said. So it's topping and tailing the day. Yeah. You're never too late to start the year again. We've got five five weeks to go until the turn of a new uh, new year. What a perfect yep. opportunity to review, take stock and uh, get ready for the year ahead. And um, yeah, thank you so much. My pleasure. Keep flossing. <laughs> bit of old beef stuck in there devs <laughs> get it out law get it out <laughs> love you bye love you law bye secrets from a coach 
brought to you by Debbie Green of Wishfish and Laura Thompson of Phenomenal Training. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at info at wishfish.org.uk.